What is up you guys and welcome back to the channel. In today's video, I want to do a topic covering retirement and actually sharing with you guys how I plan to retire early. I think now that the new year's here, this tends to be a time where people start to take a deeper look at their finances, kind of like fitness, I guess. Honestly, this is something that should be happening all the time, but especially when it comes to a new year and all these resolutions, people just tend to put a little more focus on this and they essentially try to plan out either their shorter term goals, what they're gonna to try to achieve over 2022, uh, five-year plan, 10-year plan, et cetera, et cetera. And for me personally, when you talk about a subject as big as retirement, which is, geez, this is this big like topic that sounds so far away, maybe further away for some of you guys than others, but it can be so difficult, at least the way my brain works, to just take this big top level goal and say, hey, you know, one day I want to retire with $3 million or I want to retire with a million dollars in the bank. And yeah, that's that end vision. That's that long-term goal. But for me, what I found has worked so much better is basically, you know, having that desired goal and kind of deconstructing it, working our way backwards to where we can have these manageable steps day by day, week by week, month by month, pretty much in any aspect of life. It's a kind of a good way to break things down like that, but especially when it comes to a big goal like retirement. Again, how hard is it to say like, you know, I want to retire with $3 million, comparing that to maybe saying like, if each month I'm able to save 800 bucks or 850 bucks, put it into my S&P 500 fund. And if it grows at X percent, I will make it there over this many years. Again, breaking it down into more manageable steps, I find is just the way to go. I want to first start by talking about, I guess, what retirement means to you. I think it's different to every single person. Is retirement a number? Is it an amount of passive income that you're getting every year? For me personally, actually, I don't ever see myself like retiring, retiring. If I had to put a rough goal on it, I'd love to aim for a target, maybe like age 40, age 45. I wouldn't say that at that point, I just stopped working and just kick back on the beach every single day and just do absolutely nothing. I think that'd be actually rather boring, and for me, myself personally, I mean, I don't really see myself ever not working, you know, even if it's just for a hobby, even if it's just for keeping myself busy. But for me personally, retirement is a time in my life where I will not have to work to pay the bills. I will have my... Hmm. See how tricky it is to talk about this? It is very tricky. And again, this is just the way that I look at it. It may be very, very different from you, but I want enough passive income coming in from my investments, from my stocks, from maybe real estate. We're going to talk about all that later in the video, but I want that passive income coming in to be enough that that can finance my life alone. And a big goal for me in terms of retirement will be having my house paid off. So the new townhouse that I'm in, not having a mortgage on that anymore will obviously be huge. That'll free up so much more of my passive income to go to things like, you know, you're obviously going to have your bills like groceries and, and whatnot, paying for kids stuff, like all that stuff is going to be there. But without the burden of a house, uh, a fully paid off house, without really anything major, like any car payments or whatnot. I just want my investments to spin me off enough where I can go travel. I can go use that for spending money and not have to work if I don't want to. I mean, that's my um, definition of retirement. Again, maybe for you, it's a number that you've set in your head. In terms of getting to that number, I think the first thing that I wanna talk about on our list today, at least in terms of how I'm approaching things, is if we wanna to get to that desired number, we have to know our numbers today. We have to have a starting point where we can measure from and kind of evaluate, this is where we are or where we were, and this is where we need to go. We need to have that that top level or that big you know, destination in mind. We also need to know our budget, which we're gonna talk about in a moment. We need to know on a day-to-day -day basis how much money's coming in, how much money's going out, and how much we have left over. But I wanna share with you guys basically two 
I guess we'll call it back of the napkin type of calculations that can help us get to that ultimate number. But one of the rules I believe is called the 25X rule or the 25 times rule. And a way of assessing how much money you're gonna need in retirement, at least traditionally, was taking a look at your annual projected income. So how much money you feel that you would need in retirement. Another way you could do that is rather than projecting out, you could essentially say, how much do I spend on an annual basis right now if this is the life that I wanna live? And let's assume that number is like, I have an example here, let's assume that number is 35,000. That's just your cost of living. Well, if you multiply that, if you times that by 25, the number that you get is $750,000. Now, obviously everyone's gonna have their own numbers and you can run your own little calculations here, but essentially what this is maybe telling us is, hey, that could be my desired number to retire on. Again, in the modern day, I feel like that's quite low. It may not lead to the standard of life that you're hoping for, when it comes to your golden years. But nevertheless, this is one of the methods we can determine that number. Again, I don't like this because of the fact that I think one of the ideas behind this is that if we've built up this big pool of money, and let's just assume that's gonna last us 20, you know, if we can subtract out 35,000 year after year after year, and really go aim to deplete this money, well then maybe at that point, we'd have 25 years worth of, of retirement on our hands. Again, I don't like this method of doing it. I also don't like it because of the fact that, I mean, what if we end up living longer? What if our, our, our days are longer in retirement? Our years are longer? We all know the fact that people are living longer in general, better technologies, better medicines. You know, what if you deplete that pool that it just doesn't end up being enough to sustain? throughout your retirement period, as well if you're going with that model of the 25 times rule, essentially if you're planning on depleting that pool of money and just using it all up, you don't have any money to pass along to your heirs, uh, your children, whether that's a goal for you or not. Nevertheless, that is option number one. The second option that I actually think is more applicable to me, and this is something that I'm actually more or less aiming for, is I guess we could call it the 4% rule. That's what it would be known as in the world of finance. But that would basically be saying, can we build up a pool of money? Can we build our assets to such a size that if it spun off 4% of that in income, which I think is, I think it's reasonable to expect, maybe a little bit high, but I think it's very reasonable to expect through, you know, dividends and income, maybe rental income, that you would be able to generate a 4% yield on your investments. Essentially, like, to go through an example, let's assume that you desired $60,000 in retirement, right? That's like, hey, I could live off $60,000 a year. That would work for me. I, I, I want that. Then what you can do as the quick math is divide that number by 0.04. My phone's about to die, so I'm not gonna use my calculator for this, but I already have the number. If you divide by 0.04, you get $1.5 million. And that's essentially just doing the math to see what that desired outcome is. Again, let's assume now, you know, down the road, you've built up a portfolio of $1.5 million. The theory states that you could withdraw 4% and peel that out of your portfolio without ever really touching the capital, right? Think about that. You know, if your stocks are paying you a passive income stream, of 4%, you're not actually really depleting this pool. Maybe some years you have to take more than others, some years you don't. More or less, the idea is that you you would have that much passive income coming out. Now that is, to me, what I tend to lean towards. If I was gonna lean towards a way, that's the way I wanna think of things. I wanna have all these assets and I wanna have them spinning off enough money for me to live off of that I can kinda do that hands off. Now. I wanna talk about whether what we're doing now is currently enough realistically to get you there. And I think just to be honest with you guys, like I hate to say it, but the hard truth is that for a lot of people, the numbers that we are doing now in terms of our saving rate, in terms of the time we have, it just simply isn't gonna be enough to get to our desired goals, right? 
And that's just how it is. Like, it is. And I don't want it to be, like, demoralizing to people and be like, oh, crap, well, I shouldn't do this. I think, if anything, it should be inspiring. You know, I actually had a conversation with someone on the phone today. One of our newer students, actually, today. So I spoke with him today. And, you know, he just said, hey, I'm X years out from retirement and I have such and such money, 150K, 170K, whatever it is. I wish I had more in another life if he could redo it again. I would have done things so much differently, but this is what I have. And he just said, it is what it is, right? I can't, I can sit here and just sulk about it and cry, or I can just take what I have and optimize it and maximize it. And I think that's the approach that everybody should have. It's that, yeah, we strive for our goals. Yeah, we want to obviously do more. And in many cases we can look back and say, dang, we could have done this, we could have done this, but that's not, that's how life works, right? It is what it is. We have what we have. For anybody who's maybe not at retirement yet, maybe in a position like myself, or maybe even a bit older with a number of years before that, it's the decisions that we make now that will impact us down the road. It's about sacrificing a bit now. I ran a little math projection. This is a compound calculator, which I can link down below for you guys. In this calculation, I put $50,000 as our current principal. Let's say that's what we have invested today. And let's just say this is our TFSA just for fun, a tax-free account. Let's assume we're not contributing to this account, so it's $0 annual addition years to grow, let's say 40. So that would be even for me as a 26 year old, like that would take us to traditional retirement, let's say. So at traditional retirement, if we earned a 7% rate of return, what we can see is that even starting with a nice base of 50,000, this gets you nowhere close to your goal. And let's just assume the goal that I'm talking about here is still at 1.5 million, right? $60,000 a year passively. Let's just say, um, yeah, that's kind of what we're aiming for. We, we've barely met half of that, right? A bit over half, right? 748,000 to 150,000, yeah, just over half, just under half, my math is correct. But you look at numbers like this and just the reality is that some things will have to change. Like something has to change. We either need to be adding more money, we need to be ex experiencing a higher rate of return, maybe we need to give more time to let our money compound. Nevertheless, I think if you haven't done one of these calculators, these projection calculators or a compound interest calculator to kind of get some realistic numbers of what you can expect. I highly encourage you to go do that because by messing around with this tool, you can really start to see what type of changes you can make today or in your goals and how that's going to affect you going out. Regardless, as I mentioned, I think the reality is a lot of people will find that they are coming up short of their goals. Unless of course you're starting very, very young. If you're starting in your 20s and you're watching this, and that's why we always promote, like start in your 20s, start when you're young, because then you have these years to compound. But if you're short on your goals, which I think a lot of people will find themselves in, this kind of leads back into these actionable steps that we can do today. And I think number one is once you've kind of got these numbers in your head, you've got that desired number you want to get to, Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode.
as much as it sucks to do, we have to learn to decrease our expenses today. We have to minimize our expenses today simply so that we have more money to invest, more money to put into our accounts, more money to grow. You know, this isn't possible, honestly, without doing like a budgeting thing. And this is my spreadsheet that I use. It's actually what we use with our academy students. Honestly, you can just use an Excel spreadsheet, but this is just what I happen to use. And I'm not even a numbers person. Like I hate using these types of things. However, I just did about maybe six months back or so a full on number crunch and really got to know my budget, money in, money out, every single dollar. What I found was fun, a fun way to do it was, and I think this is the best way to do it, honestly, is just go into your bank statements. I hope everybody's doing banking digitally these days, but you literally go back and you go, in the month of January, well, we wouldn't do January yet, but the month of December and the month of November, I literally went back and tracked every single expense, every single category, every single thing that I paid for to the dollar. Everything got tracked and it gave me a good idea of my income situation, my cash flow situation, money in, money out, what's left over to invest. The reality is, is that if you're anything like myself, you were spending more money than you needed to be. And as much as it sucked, I had to do like a big, big decrease in some of my expenses. I mean, I was going a little crazy. At one point I had three gym passes going. I had like a basketball gym pass. I had like a, a fitness gym pass. And then I had like another one paying probably like 50 bucks a month for each of those. And I was definitely not using all three. I'd maybe go to the gym like once a month, you know, during that time, not to mention we're in a pandemic, but it's just like cutting back on those minor expenses that can generate you an extra 50 bucks or extra hundred bucks a month. Those will make a difference over the years. Again, go back into your calculator and plug in, Hey, if I could save an extra 150 bucks or 100, 300 bucks a month, well, that is going to make a difference down the road. I promise you that. I think another area that a lot of people could clean up is their subscriptions nowadays. So subscriptions to, you know, a Netflix account and a Crave account. I was paying for, you know, stupidly enough, so stupid of me to not even like, and again, I wouldn't have known this if I didn't look at my, if I didn't look at my budget and do this, but I was paying for a DAZN membership, a DAZN subscription, which is like a football subscription. I paid for it all off season. So the entire off season I was paying for it. And yeah, you do get some other things like football. Like, I mean, so like, like soccer, sorry. It's thinking football, like uh, how the British people say it, how the English people say it. So that type of football, uh, you do get darts, which funny enough, my dad watches, but um, I paid a whole off season of that subscription when it was something that was just an excess. It was just an extra. I actually follow some good YouTube channels that are focused around frugality and finding ways to kind of cut back your costs. If you guys are looking for a suggestion, there's this guy that I followed named Gabe who I followed him since he had like, I don't know, five, 10,000 subscribers just because we were getting started at YouTube around the same time. But he's got a pretty good channel. I really enjoy watching his stuff on term in terms of frugal tips there's so many ways that you can cut back costs but the reality is is that if you want to help get to that goal whatever it is you're gonna have to sacrifice some things like that's just the reality of it it's just being frugal i think will make a difference however it's not the only way to get there and i think this will actually bring me to point you know three i guess of this video that i have in my notes and that's rather than trying to decrease your expenses which i think everybody needs to do anyways Another way to help you get to your goal is to increase your income, right? There's literally only two ways that, that you're gonna end up with more cash at the end of the day, right? If you're looking at what you have left over as savings, you're either cutting down somewhere or you're making more money elsewhere. And I don't know if this is just like a my personality, personality type of thing, it very likely could be, and I know a lot of people aren't necessarily built like this, but I've always been the type to try and find a way to make money. 
a side hustle, a side hobby, some side gig, something that I have going on where I can just say, hey, you know, rather than sacrificing this area of my life, why not just try to make more over here, right? You know, in the modern day, you're hearing so much talk about people changing jobs and changing careers and basically jumping back and forth because statistically you can actually get higher and higher and higher pace. Like I think the numbers are honestly in the modern day kind of pointing to that and people aren't willing to stay around as long because even the raises that they get every incrementally, that doesn't compete with just finding a new job in the same you know area or the same field and just having a higher starting pay. But obviously finding ways to increase your salary is gonna make a huge difference Another thing is just even negotiating your salary. Again, it depends on you know your employer and maybe they are in a position to to bump up your 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 salary or what you make at work, your you know dollars per hour. Maybe they're not. Nevertheless, like it doesn't hurt to at least negotiate and to at least try because you have to find a way. I think realistically to to juice up that income. And personally, for me, just given the type of world we live in right now, with technology and the reach that we have through our uh, phones and computers and everything, I don't really care how old you are or how out of tune you are with technology and how traditional you may think you are. I think that there has to be an opportunity out there for anybody to find some way to make money on the side. I mean, I think about every day, just different opportunities and different things. Like I literally like stay in bed, like last night, I was just in bed, just thinking about different things. And yeah, I have this YouTube channel. I love it. It's what I do. It's what I'm going to continue to do. But always in the back of my mind is like, what's that next thing? And what's going to make me even more money? Like what's going to make me that big, big, big money. And I'm something inside of me, something tells me inside of me that at some point in my life, I will find that to don't know exactly when it is. But nevertheless, if you're somebody who's never done anything like that before, take the time to start a blog, write about something, take the time to start a podcast, take a time to do something on the digital side of things. Cause everything in, in most cases is very, very, there's not a lot of cost up front to kind of get off the ground. Everything you can do these days really with your phone, a product review, whatever it is, very, very easy to do. It's not like the old days where you need to buy a whole bunch of inventory, this or that. I even think what a really legitimate thing to do nowadays is like getting away from digital stuff. You know, everyone wants to go digital, work on their laptops and whatnot, and that's great. But I think that there's actually a lot of opportunity for side gigs physically, like going around and mowing people's lawns or going and doing snow removal or, you know, flipping products on Craigslist or whatever the case is. There's so many ideas that you can do to essentially earn an extra buck rather than save an extra buck. And especially if you're the type that wants to retire earlier than traditionally in a shorter time frame than, than most, I think it's the easiest way to get there. And I say easiest way, it's probably the hardest way because it's so different and it's so tough to go out and do something on your own and essentially start a business or a side hustle or be an entrepreneur yourself. It's the hardest, but the easiest way, if that makes sense. It's hard and easy. Regardless, it definitely has the biggest payoff and the biggest return. There is there is no ceiling in terms of how much you can make. Again, you can do this through your job and you know, you're kind of like your active income and whatnot, but geez, to me, to be honest, I think if you wanna to get to retirement earlier or even get to a big retirement, you gotta try doing something like that because that leads into the fourth option. And I think this is obviously what you guys watch on the channel here. And it's of course that the extra money that we do come up with, whether that's through a side hustle or through work or whatever it is, we can invest the rest into assets like stocks, uh, ETFs, uh, real estate, 
cryptocurrency even, we can invest that money to grow our wealth to basically get us to that number. And it's kind of a combination of all things. If you're not decreasing your expenses, if you're not increasing your income, you're not gonna have as much money to invest. Everything should be boiled around to thinking, how much money can I get extra at the end of the day and how much can I invest? I don't think that it's a good attitude to say, hey, I need $500,000 over the next 10 years, so I'm just gonna try and you know aggressively invest my money and try to risk, risk it all, essentially, to get to that number. No, that's not the approach. I think that we should be investing kind of aiming for this moderate and sustainable rate of return. Let's just say historically, we look at that number anywhere between seven to 10% across, let's say the S&P 500 or just an equity portfolio or like real estate. I think those are some accurate numbers. And rather than saying, hey, I need to just make a 100% return every year, it's more about being consistent and just saying over, let's say a five, 10, 15 or 20 year period, just accepting the fact that you're gonna be getting these average returns year after year after year. That's actually the way that you won't blow yourself up. You won't shoot yourself in the foot. And that's why when I run through my projections, I use, let's say a conservative 7% rate of return. I say conservative because this is, I think for a growth strategy rather, you know, on a fair, at least a fair thing to say. If you're willing to invest more aggressively, I think it's very fair to say you could earn, let's say an eight, a nine, a 10% rate of return. Absolutely not that, or absolutely you can not a problem with that. As much as this channel talks about investing in stocks and it's like, yeah, that's the way to do it. I think honestly, guys, point number three that we talked about today, increasing your income, that is the best way to actually get to retirement. I really do mean that. And I mean, I actually ran some numbers to just share with you some personal stuff. If you guys are curious, like, oh, you know, where are you at? And it was pretty fun to do this. I hadn't really done this in the past, but if I were to look at like my personal, where I'm at today, where I'm trying to get, let's assume I wanted to retire at age 40, which I, again, I don't want to, and I don't um, plan to even, but am I on pace to do that? I do think actually at this rate, the answer is yes, which is so cool to say. And again, I got that from saying, how can I earn more money? What can I do to make more money? Again, that's how you kind of get that shortcut to doing it. I estimate my personal net worth to be somewhere in the range of around 400,000, which is just so cool to say. 400K, like that's that's a lot of money. I'm 26 years old, um, something I'm very, very proud about. Could it be more? Yes, I absolutely could have been. But at this thing, at this rate, I, I'm content with it. I'm happy with it. I broke down just for example, the assets I have in my uh, townhouse, which is like around 260, 266, 267,000 ballpark. I do own a condo. For those that don't know, I do own a condo as well. Uh, again, I have mortgages on both these properties, but I have about 130 or so equity in that home. My stocks are actually the smallest portion, funny enough, of my net worth pie. Uh, a big reason of that is because I actually popped a lot of my stock money into my home for the down payment. So it essentially shifted from asset to asset, but in stocks doing the math today, I have probably about $80,000. And I guess if we tally that up, my rough math comes up to around 400. And this doesn't even include my business. This is just my personal side of things. So this doesn't include the cash I have within you know, my corporation here, how much I could sell that for. I think it'd be tough to sell a business like this because it's so personalized. But um, what I hope I can kind of share with you guys going into 2022 is the steps are not it's not rocket science in order to do it. It really isn't. It's something that anybody can do. It's just that it has to be done tactically. You have to make your sacrifices and you gotta put the work in. I don't want this video to be a discouraging one where people are just like, oh, I can't get to my goal. I'm never gonna get to my goal. I want it to be the opposite, to be encouraging. And again, to kind of break it down into these small steps. If I wanna to get to a $1.5 million portfolio, 
break it down into what you can do today, literally today, or literally this month. Can you cut back on certain expenses that's gonna get you an extra 100 bucks, 100 extra, 100, uh, extra $150 per month? And can you pop that into your investments? Can you go out after work and find some odd jobs that'll generate you an extra 300 bucks over the weekend or sell some stuff out of your house, do a garage sale, do anything like that to generate you more money and then pop it into your investments and grow that for your for your future. You know, that that's what I think is the way to look at it. It's, it's saying, what are the steps I can take today that will get me there? I think this video ended up sounding pretty darn depressing I feel depressed even thinking about this. I don't know why. I think it is actually a depressing subject for most. It's a tough subject. And again, I just wanted to kind of look at things on the bright side. This doesn't factor in if you have your money. You know, you obviously get supplementation from CPP, old age security, the government benefits when you do get older. But nevertheless, we shouldn't be counting on that. It should be on us. It should be on us to take control of our financial situations and for us to essentially provide for our futures. It does take a, a ton of sacrifice today whether that be time, whether that be money, sacrificing on some things today and not spending it all to kind of grow up for the future. But I think, at least I think that's my plan for retiring early, earlier than the traditional sense, at least. I mean, to be honest with you, my plan, I don't know when it will be, but at some point I, I will start another business. I, I wanna start a business that's far beyond what I have here. And I'm so proud and happy of what I've built here. Again, I'm not trying to shift my focus quite yet because I plan to do this for a long, long time, but like something inside of me wants to build a business that's like, you know, multi, multi, multi million dollar business. Geez, billion dollar business is, you know, it's a great goal, but it's, it is a lot of money to build a, a billion dollar business. But hey, it's not out of the table. It's not out of the cards. I think if you're able to achieve that level, you can retire early. You can do what you want. But um, yeah, I think the takeaway for this video is that we're in 2022 get your butt moving on whatever it is. If it's doing a budget, if it's looking at your numbers, really getting to know what's happening within your finances and seeing where you can finesse and where you can etch out some extra money, where you can um, save money, make money, continuing to sock away money into your accounts and just contributing as much as you can because that will make a difference. But it's just about doing the right things that you can control, right? The inputs that you can control that will have an effect down the road. I think that's all that we can do here in 2022. By watching this channel, by increasing your knowledge, by boosting your knowledge of the stock market and maybe as I acquire more knowledge in the real estate game, I'll be able to share some more stuff with you guys on that. I'm probably just, just as much of an amateur as a lot of you guys out there when it comes to real estate, but just broadening your knowledge so that you can do these things, you know, becoming more financial li financially literate. That's the way that I would do it, guys. I'm very curious to know what your guys' thoughts are on your retirements. Like, what are your plans? What are your goals? And do you think you'll be able to meet those goals? I know that a lot of people are coming to realize that this vision of retirement, kind of like the traditional goal of retirement, may be out of reach. So maybe retirement for them is working half time, right? Working part time, only working maybe three days a week or going into the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is three days a week, taking the weekends off, whatever it is, that may be your goal. But I am curious to hear from you guys, like what are your plans for, for retirement? And are you on track? You can leave a comment down in the comment section below. This video actually for me was just more of a brain splurt, just splurting out because the past few videos I did all scripted out and really kind of had uh, everything that I want to talk about, this was just a chance for me to come out of here and sit here and just chat and just kind of spill my mind. So hmm, what do you guys think about it? If you enjoyed, you can give it a thumbs up. If you have any comments or things to share, leave it down in the comment section below. Just drop us a line, just say hi, share what's going on with your situation. I am very curious to know. And um, yeah, 
As always, we do have our academy down below if you are looking for training in the stock market. But I think I will wrap it up for the video there, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and I'll see you in the next one.